Caesars Sportsbook is the only sportsbook app with Caesars rewards. That means win or lose, every bet brings you closer to the types of perks only Caesars can offer. Like hotel stays at over 50 iconic destinations, bonus bets, daily profit boosts, tickets to the game, dining, and so much more. Whether you're a new or existing customer, Caesars Sportsbook is always rewarding. Must be 21. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Caesars Sportsbook. Don't just spectate, participate. Happy Monday, everybody. How was your weekend? What did you do this weekend? What I did was I organized my spice cabinet. Felt very productive. Other people rioted and looted in the name of Tyree Nichols or something. So I think that we should definitely talk about that. Plus, later on, we're going to be diving into Sam Smith's new soft porn flick. He's calling it a music video. I'm not sure why. All that and more today coming up on Candace Owens. All right, let's talk about the Tyree Nichols situation. Obviously, we have to talk about it. The media has nearly insisted upon it by teasing out the video before they released it. It was almost like a trailer. It's coming. It's going to be really bad. It's going to be worse than anything that you've ever seen. It's going to be worse than Rodney King, the police chief actually said. So, of course, we all expected it to drop on Friday at 6 o'clock p.m., And I want to start off by offering some commentary to his parents, because first and foremost, this is not anything at all like the George Floyd situation. And what I mean by that is that the media told us a bunch of falsities in the beginning and lied. In this circumstance, you see a man that is yelling mom, mom, and he's not referring to his girlfriend like George Floyd was referring to. He's referring to his actual mom who lived just a couple of blocks away. So that's heart wrenching to watch. And I want to acknowledge that these are individuals that are in pain, irrespective of what took place to watch the last moments of your son's life, someone who you were in their life. Again, not like George Floyd, where people came out of the woodwork. I'm his cousin. I'm his brother. I'm a person who hasn't spoken to him in years, but I love him and I miss him. This is a a mother and a father that are in pain and they are truly aggrieved. And so I just want to recognize that and offer compassion as we discuss this circumstance. The second thing that I want to say is that the footage is positively horrific. It is horrific to watch. In the beginning, I kind of went into it and I said, oh, it's not that bad. It's not that bad. And then it goes on. And for me, it was this particular portion where you see that they had Tyree Nichols on the ground. You see that he has his hands up in the defense position and he's fully outnumbered. And they continue to hit him. They're pepper spraying him. And then there's this moment where one of the police officers starts pulling him up. And that's the moment where the police officers, to me, are just so guilty, right? You have every opportunity to apprehend the suspect when he is fully on the ground with his hands up, right? But they pull him back up to his feet and they start punching him in the face. What could possibly justify that? doesn't make sense, right? It's not like you're fighting him and you just can't get him onto the ground. He's on the ground. Why pull him back up? It is important to say this because sometimes this gets lost in the media, but the footage that has been released only begins after the police confront him, which means we have not yet seen all of the footage in its entirety. Uh, From the BBC, this is a direct quote. The footage released only begins after police confront him at an intersection at 8.24 p.m. local time. Police say the initial traffic stop was not filmed, but we don't know why. 
So we don't know why we are not seeing the initial traffic stop and why that is relevant is because you may see that as this case pulls out, some more information is going to be provided. I think it's very strange that they teased this release. They dropped everything except for the initial stop. And again, it's also relevant because this is what the police officers, as they were speaking with emergency personnel on the scene, in their own defense, they said, oh, he was really high. We don't know whether or not he was really high. Obviously, toxicology has not yet been released yet. And they also said that he grabbed their gun. Now, if that took place, if there's some part of the footage that we haven't seen yet that is completely wild and we see them being threatened and we see the suspect, Tymee Nichols, grabbing their gun, it wouldn't change my opinion that at the point that he was on the floor and they could have apprehended him and they pulled him back up to beat him, that they are guilty. It would, it would not change my opinion, but it would allow you to say, I can understand, or not even understand, but you can see why the police are so fired up. Because at the point that we see the footage, you just go, are the police on drugs? Why are they so angry? Why are they so so up and at it? And, and fur- they seem furious as you're watching this beating. And you're going, what led to this moment, right? What led to this climax is what you're thinking. And if it feels like maybe we're missing something, it could be we might see maybe they got super angry because in the beginning he grabbed their gun, as they said. We don't know if that's true. So I want to acknowledge that there are portions of this that are missing. We don't know whether or not he died from his injuries. That has not been yet determined, at least media is saying that has not yet been determined, even though family members are saying he did die from his from his, the beating We don't officially have that as the narrative in our possession, and we don't know what happened in the beginning. And I think it is ridiculous that they did not just release the full footage because that is how conspiracies are born, right? When you insert, you only insert a piece of the footage or the end of the footage, and people don't know what transpired in the beginning. Um, Again, my personal opinion is that nothing would justify what happened toward the end of that video. I also want to talk about what I have been saying for years which is that if this felt to you like it did to me, like you were watching a gang beat someone, like you were watching the Bloods as they caught a Crip or the Crips as they caught a Blood and they're just beating him, if it felt to you like that, then maybe it's perhaps because of what we have been saying, which is that when you remove police officers, right, that are good, if you start movements like defund the police, when you de-incentivize policing, If you actually did remove all police, what's going to naturally rise up are gangs, right? It is is why these cities have become more murderous. It is why criminals are not fearful in these cities anymore, in these inner city communities. The reason why this is taking place is because that's what happens in the absence of policing. But also what's happening is that when good men say there's no incentive to be a police, then bad men say there's an incentive to be a police officer. Now I'm wearing the badge. Now I can do whatever I want to. And in this circumstance, it may be exactly that, right? You're, you're no longer picking from high-quality men. You're, you're dealing with people that have within their capacity to harm other individuals. And I do want to, again, press upon the fact that the media in this circumstance has been inexcusable. We have gotten ourselves into this predicament because of the media. We are furthering ourselves into this predicament because of the media. And a piece of that is asking ourselves the question, how on earth it is? that Don Lemon had already secured and executed an interview with Tyree Nichols' parents before we even ever saw the footage. Ben Crump was down there before we even saw the footage. Who is feeding this information? There's a lot of people in the United States 
370 million people. How are they able to so quickly reach out to all of the right race-baiting characters, right, to get this footage out and to start hitting at the fact that policing in America is wrong and to suggest that people should be outside protesting and being outraged. Peaceful protests, they say. They know it's not going. They know it's not going to be peaceful. It's not what they want. And they so desperately want to make this about race. I don't know how they possibly could. All of the police officers that have been charged with second-degree murder here, all five of them, are black. Tadarius Bean, Demetrius Haley, Emmett Martin III, Desmond Mills Jr., and Justin Smith are all black men. The Memphis chief of police, who was out there telling us the footage was going to be really bad, essentially a dog whistle for riots and looting, right? Her name's Carolyn Davis. She is also black. The racial composition of Memphis alone, it is a black city. African-Americans, 64.41% of the city is black compared to just 27.87% of the city, which is white. You have an all-black city. You have a majority black city council, 13 members comprised of eight black individuals and five white people, okay? This city couldn't be black, or maybe it could. This is a black city. This has nothing to do with race. It is extraordinary to watch individuals try to deem it so. One example, Van Jones. It's stunning. You're going to think that this was written for the Babylon Bee. You're going to think this is satire, but no. This op-ed ran in CNN and it was written by Van Jones. And the headline reads, Opinion, the police who killed Tyree Nichols were black, but they might still have been driven by racism. Wow. It's stunning. I mean, what university do you have to go to to be that dumb? that dumb, to, to imply that it still might have been about racism. Yep, five black men beat up a black man because deep down they were white supremacist racists. That's obviously what it is. Or take this tweet from Jamil Hill. She wrote, I need so many people to understand this regarding Tyree Nichols. Several of the police officers who murdered Freddie Gray were black. The entire system of policing is based on white supremacist violence. We see people under the boot of oppression carry its water all the time. And that's very typical of Jameel Hill. It's very typical for her to say something like that. That is just how she is wired. Individuals like this, in my opinion, who go and they race bait when there's absolutely no evidence anywhere of a white person, and they still somehow could shoot. Even if you're white, you're wrong, no matter what. I don't know what to say. I feel like on, on, the, on the human evolutionary chart, they're like Neanderthals. They're not capable of rational thinking, right? They react emotionally. They're like, I recognize you, that you are a primate as well, but there's, there's something wrong here. Antifa falls under the same category for me. It doesn't matter. They're just waiting there, waiting to attack. Come, again, come, no rational thinking whatsoever. They want people to be angry. It's fun for them. It's a sport for them. They don't care about Tyree Nichols. They don't care about his parents. They don't care about anything. They just get to vent and be frustrated and to act like animals. And that's what they're doing all the time, right? But you can't pay attention to it. You, you just have to recognize that this, of course, has nothing to do with white supremacy. In fact, I would argue, again, that it is instances like all that Black Lives Matter has accomplished in the past in terms of telling people to riot, to loot, to de-incentivize people that are policing that lead to moments like this, when you don't have the best people policing, when you say the police force needs to look like us. Remember that whole push? 
Things would be better if, if, if people look like us. So we just need more black people policing. And then you have a circumstance like this happens, and it's like, oh, it doesn't even matter if they're black. Even them, they're deep down white supremacists. So, again, the entire situation here is unfortunate. It's a sad situation. We don't have all the details. We should wait to have all those details before we give our final conclusions. But from where I am sitting, the videos that I watched toward the end of this beating, absolutely horrific, and there is no justification for it. And that's all that I have to say about that. If one of your goals this year is to do business with companies who share your values, then you need to check out Pure Talk. Pure Talk is the antidote to woke wireless companies. It is proudly veteran-owned, employs a U.S.-based customer service team, and absolutely refuses to spend money on fake news networks. Not to mention Pure Talk service is fantastic. They are one of the largest networks in the country. You can get blazing fast data, talk, and text for as low as $30 a month. That's probably half of what you're paying over at Verizon, AT&T, or T-Mobile. You can switch over to PureTalk in as little as 10 minutes while keeping your phone and your phone number. Your first month is guaranteed risk-free. Try it, and if you're not completely happy with the service, you'll get your money back. This year, make it a goal to support companies that support you. Go to puretalk.com and enter the promo code OWENS to save 50% off your first month. That's puretalk.com, promo code OWENS. PureTalk is simply smarter wireless. Okay, now it's time for some topics du jour. All right, I love myself a good conspiracy. I really do, because there are a lot of conspiracies that are not so. They're just real life, and we're being lied to all the time. And the purporters of a lot of those lies are people like Nancy Pelosi, right? She has a tremendous amount of power in Washington, D.C. She probably has even more power in California, and particularly in San Francisco. So when this story came out about Paul Pelosi and the hammer attack, it just seemed suspect from the start, especially because they made every effort to bury it, right? They were very slow in giving us information that should have become publicly available. Well, at long last, the body cam footage of the hammer attack has been released. And now I'm very much inclined to believe that exactly what they told us happened did. It just, I, especially, I think I was transformed by listening to the 911 call very different to actually hear the audio than to just read the words. And so let's start by playing the audio of Paul Pelosi's 911 call. And then I will tell you what in it particularly made me think, yeah, I think they're telling the truth here. Let's take a listen. Friday, October. San Francisco, please, 74. 2022. Oh, I guess I, I guess I, I called on What is this? It says San Francisco, please. Do you need help? Oh, well, there's a gentleman uh, here just waiting for my wife to come back, Nancy Pelosi. Uh, he's just uh, waiting for her to come back because he's not going to be here for a day, so I guess we'll have to wait. Okay, do you need police fire or medical for anything? Uh, I, I don't think so. I don't think so. Zero, two, twenty-three, and fifty-eight okay. seconds. Uh, there, there's the, uh, um, is the Capitol Police Zero, around? Two, twenty. No, this they, is they usually my wife. They're usually here. They're usually here at the house protecting my wife. Uh, no, this is San Francisco Police. Friday, October. I, I, no, I understand. Eight, 
Um, okay, well, uh, and what do you think? Uh, he thinks everything's good. Uh, I've got a problem, but he thinks everything's good. Uh, okay, call us back if you change your mind. No, 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 this, this gentleman just uh, came into the house, uh, and he wants to wait here for my wife to come home. And so, uh, anyway, he's on the phone Do you know who the person is? No, I don't know who he is. He, he, uh, uh, he has this, he's telling me, he's, he's telling me not to, uh, he's telling me not to do anything. What is your address, sir? Uh, 2640 Broadway. What is your name? Uh, my name is Paul Pelosi. Friday, anyway, this, this gentleman says that uh, he thinks everything ought to, you know, he, he told me to put the phone down and uh, just do what he said. Okay? Okay, who, what's the gentleman's name? I don't know. What's that? My name's David. Da the name is David. Okay, and who is David? I, I don't know. I, what's that? I'm a friend of theirs. Yeah, I, I, um, he says he's a friend, but... But you don't know who he is? No, no ma'am. Okay. He's telling me I'm being very leading, so i, I got to stop Zero, talking to you, okay? Two, okay. You sure? I can seconds. stay on the phone with you just to make sure everything's okay. No, he, he wants me to get that off the phone. Zero, two, okay. Okay. And zero, eight Thank you. Seconds. Okay, bye. To me, you hear that, and it is so clearly a hostage situation. He is dropping all the clues. He says, my wife is Nancy Pelosi. He's hoping that the person on the other end of the line, the dispatcher, will immediately go, okay, that is Nancy Pelosi. Okay, I know exactly who that is. You can especially see when he gets to that portion where he says, she's like, is there a problem? And she says, he says, there's not a problem. The person that's here that I don't know says there's not a problem. But I, I think we do have a problem. But he says it's fine. And then this dispatcher is a complete idiot and goes, okay, bye. And then he keeps her on the phone by saying, no, 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 no. Um, uh, is capital He's keeping the conversation going, trying to get this dispatcher to understand that something is very, very wrong, but he's not trying to set the individual off, right? So he's, oh, I don't know who this person is. Keep talking, keep talking. I have to go now because he says I have to go because he says I have to go, which shows that Paul Pelosi is not at all in control of the situation. I mean, if I was dispatcher, I would have very clearly understood that something was wrong. I would have never said, OK, bye bye. Which, uh, are you kidding me? Nothing sounds right here. Why are you even calling the police? And then you also something that I was trying to understand when I was first reading the, the 911 transcript is I think it's clear now that he, the phone call is on speaker because David is answering the questions directly when the dispatcher asks, was, asks what's his name? He says, Oh, my name's my name's David. Right. Which means that he can hear her in real time. So that answers a lot of the questions. I'm very confused as to why they did not want this to be released. In my opinion, it actually removes a lot of the conspiracies and people still did not want to buy this. I think that there's something else that's being hidden here, some other agenda. Well, uh, people are mentioning the fact that he has a drink in his hand when the police arrive. You can see that is true. In Paul Pelosi's left hand, he is holding a beverage of some sort. Is it water? Of some sort? Is it water? I don't know. Is it wine? Doesn't matter. But if you're in a hostage situation and you hear him now trying to keep this individual calm, you might have said, "Do you want a drink while we wait for my wife to get home? She's with, she's with the Capitol Police. She'll be here any moment. Do you want a drink?" 
Again, Paul Pelosi is 80 years old, 80 in his 80s, right? He cannot overcome David. If David becomes angry and violent, which he eventually does, he knows he can't overcome him. So his best strategy is to try to keep this intruder calm. And I think that he actually did a very good job of that on the phone, trying to signify to the 911, this is not okay. Please get somebody over here while at the same time trying to play it absolutely cool in front of David to Pape. So I want to commend him on that. And I know that some individuals were curious about the time on the police body cam footage. It shows 931 and then it's got some numbers and it's, 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 I mean, it's got a couple of more numbers and it says Z. So it's just recording the seconds. The Z is, I've asked people, it's Zulu time, which is pretty standard for military and aviation to be set. And that would mean that it was 2.30 at the right. That's the exact same time that the phone call came in, around the exact same time the phone call came in. I can't, I have no reason as to why I know another element of this, that their outdoor footage cameras were off by a couple of hours. I don't know why that is, but I do think that uh, people are maybe now becoming a little too conspiracy driven here. For me personally, it debunked a lot of the questions that I had. And by the way, watching the conclusion of this, watching when the door opens. Some people said, who opened the door? Fair question. I had my team slow it down. You can actually see, if you slow the footage way down, that Paul opens the door with his right hand and he swings it, right? So he swings it and then at some point he grabs the hammer with the same right hand. Again, these are things that you notice when you slow it down. The last thing that I want to say about this is that irrespective of how we all feel about Nancy Pelosi, and I cannot stand her, I do believe that there is a special section in hell for Nancy Pelosi, especially someone that purports to be a Catholic and a Christian and does all that she can to further leftist policies like abortion, nine months in the womb under the guise of reproductive rights. I mean, that that tip of the spear in terms of the evil that she has imparted in the world. But her husband is an older man. He's an elderly man. He's in his 80s. And to watch an elderly man get hit in the head with a hammer, it's devastating. Your heart really does go out to Paul Pelosi. He was attacked with a hammer. Obviously, this person, David, was a crazy person, absolutely out of his mind. There's no question about that. And we can't become so callous because we're so angry about the state of things in our country that we are removed from our emotionality and realizing that this guy was attacked in his home at nighttime. He's wearing boxers. He very clearly was awakened at some point in the evening. And just any elder person getting hit by a hammer, as I said, is very difficult to watch. So I think we can say case closed on this one. If you disagree, let me know in the comments. Black Rifle Coffee Company is on a mission to build a support network for veterans, first responders, and law enforcement by serving you the best coffee that you've ever had. Thanks to your support, that dream has now become a reality. This year alone, Black Rifle Coffee donated over 120,000 bags of coffee to veterans and first responders while expanding their own team of active duty service members, veterans, and veteran family members. I love the taste of Black Rifle Coffee, and I love the mission behind the company. Please continue to support these guys by going to blackriflecoffee.com and use promo code CANDICE at checkout for 10% off your purchase in your first coffee club order. That's blackriflecoffee.com and use promo code CANDICE for 10% off. You can also find Black Rifle Coffee in grocery and convenience stores near you. Black Rifle Coffee, America's coffee. We're going to move on now, guys, to something a bit raunchier. And it's Sam Smith's new video. 
Now, let me tell you this about Sam Smith. I loved his music. I'm saying that in the past tense because I can no longer love it. I'm going to have to dump his music from my library because he's tremendously talented. That's not going to change. He has a wonderful voice. He makes used to make incredible music. The music actually probably still is incredible. It's just about who Sam is as a person. And what he is introducing to culture now is not beautiful music. It's not just him playing the piano and singing about past lovers. It is what happens when everybody gets to Hollywood. Suddenly it's about pornography. Suddenly it's about training children and people that partake in this music to believe that it's some form of freedom to strip down to your underwear and twerk. And it's worse than that, honestly. This this video for the song is entitled I'm Not Here to Make Friends. I mean, the best way to describe it for me when I saw it is like Mrs. Doubtfire meets Moulin Rouge, right? It's just men. It's absolute filth on top of each other. I guess it's supposed to be an ad for grinder of some description. And I'm going to play some portions of it for you. Here you go. are just seeing people cut out there in what only be described as lingerie and they have their butts out they're raised in the air he's touching their butts he's got his legs open and he seems to be wearing a jock strap with nipple pasties he's behind them grinding clapping his hands they're forming a circle around him as they spread their legs for whatever reason, champagne is pouring from the ceiling and he's opening his mouth as a champagne hits his mouth. Now he's on a ceiling and he is swinging back and forth. Uh, maybe a little bit Miley Cyrus wrecking ball vibes here. So it's a bit unoriginal, but at least it's covered. Oh, did I say covered? Because now they are on a bed wearing leather, sh- leather, leather underwear and jock straps, leather jock jock straps, and they're on top of each other, men humping each other, touching their jock straps. It's disgusting. I mean, they don't say this is just disgusting. And what's incredible is that on YouTube, you cannot question the big pharma authority. God forbid you say that you had a reaction to a vaccine, but this is allowed. This is your kids can access this on YouTube. Uh, There is no warning. It's not considered graphic. And if you have a comment about it, It's because you are anti-LGBTQRS. And by the way, I am. I hope that shouldn't be a secret that I'm against this agenda on our children. Uh, People comment and say, when Cardi B makes WAP and I make commentary, oh, it's because she's black. Now I'm commenting and it's Sam and he's white. But oh, it's because he's queer, gender bending. No, it's because both of them are disgusting. That's the reason. Both of these individuals, when they make this kind of trash and try to claim that it's art, they're all dimwits, is what it is. And I absolutely cannot stand the idea that these imbeciles are creating art. It's not art. It's disgusting. It should be thrown out. People should walk away from this. These people shouldn't be allowed to perform on stage when you put this out into into the arena. What it's doing to people's minds over time, trying to soften them to the idea of pornography, right? This stuff belongs on Pornhub. Pornhub belongs in the trash, right? And instead, where you're getting this stuff is the mainstream media. You're getting this on YouTube. You're getting people celebrating this. You're getting people to write articles and tell you that if you don't like it, it's because there's something wrong with you. No. Them creating it tells you that there's something wrong with them. Again, I said Sam is already talented. Why is he creating this? Why is he creating this? He doesn't have to. He doesn't have to create this. He can, he can do a video of him dancing 
and having a good time. He doesn't have to make something that's so raunchy and so disgusting. Why is he doing this? Because he knows that this is what sells now, right? The more disgusting you are and the more immoral you are, the more attention Hollywood will give you because Hollywood is perverse. Hollywood is disgusting. Hollywood is satanic. Hollywood is demonic. And that's all I'm going to say about that. All right, now let's jump into some of your comments pertaining to last week's episode on Friday. We discussed the Maddie Brooks case, a horrific case coming out of Louisiana. Young college girl, she winds up getting hit by a car after uh, allegedly being raped by some young men. Orinda Fadal says, how is the bar owner not responsible for both the death and or the alleged rape? If he had not served them all alcohol, none of this would have occurred. Next comment coming from Mike L says, I understand what you're trying to say, but I just don't see these boys as being innocent. They saw her stumbling, helped her stand up because she kept falling, yet still took advantage of her. Imagine if this was your daughter. Would you still have this mindset? No. And I want to be very clear that that's why I wanted to have a conversation about underage drinking, because as I said, we don't know whether or not they were also drunk and they were also drinking and they were also impaired. Nobody makes good decisions when they're drinking, whether it's one glass of wine or two glasses of wine, or you are completely off of your butt, you know, and, and falling off of a stool. You're, that's, that's literally what alcohol does, right? It's working. When you, when you do things that you wouldn't normally do, that is alcohol working. And that is what I, why I said we need to have a better conversation. And I would hope that if this was my daughter in any circumstance going to university, that I would instill those values in her and making her understand what can happen, you know, that you can have a bad night and that you can have a, a ton of regrets. And in the worst case scenario, something like this happen, happening. And I'm not, I never once in my entire monologue and discussing this case, did I say that these boys are innocent? No. I, I don't believe any party to this is innocent. I asked you how guilty they are. I asked you whether or not they were guilty of rape. I asked you whether or not if individuals, and this is a bigger question again, because we don't know whether or not they were drinking, but if a bunch of underage individuals go to a bar and they drink and then they get together and they have sex, is one of them guilty of rape or are both parties guilty of rape? These are these are broader discussions that we have to be willing to have. And we can't be so upset by the conversation that what are you saying of this person? No, we have to actually think rationally because these things don't get better unless we're willing to have a conversation about them. Next comment is from Jay Ashley Stewart. She says the boys observed her behavior at the bar, knew she was really, really drunk and targeted her, thinking that they quite possibly could get lucky. Then they dropped her off with no regard for her well-being, and now she's dead. In my opinion, these boys knew what they were doing and should be held responsible, which includes jail time, okay? Well, as I mentioned before, they want to up these charges, and that would the jail time would equal life in prison for the 17-year-old and the 18-year-old. It would be life in prison. So are you comfortable with that conclusion was the question that I had asked. Next comment from Connie Karstens is, shutting down the bar was the correct thing to do. But my question are, where were her girlfriends or friends? Why didn't they stop her from leaving with several guys? When I was college age, the buddy system was drilled into us as a female. You came with another girl or group of girls and you never left one of your friends, never let one of your friends leave with a guy that they were not involved in a relationship with. Yeah, again, this goes back to us having those tougher conversations. And that was very much the way that we I lived my university time is that you 
left with, who you came with. You found each other in the end, no matter what went down in the bar. And it sounds like she arrived alone. They haven't yet clarified that point, at least. But from what I'm reading, the timeline suggests that she arrived. It didn't say whether or not she had arrived with a friend. You would presume that her friend would be lifting her up. You don't know what the circumstances are. I mean, I went to university with a girl who had full-blown alcoholism. And every single weekend, she would get unbelievably drunk. She would also take a bar of Xanax. Uh, to to magnify her drinking, which by the by the way, no guy that went up to her at a bar even knew that she was also taking drugs on top of it, and she would sleep with a ton of guys. And then every Monday she would have regret. We'd sit her down, of course, not realizing she was an alcoholic, and she'd be doing the exact same thing on a Friday. And you know, she went through a lot of guys, and there was as friends. I'm being honest, nothing that we could have done to transform that. What ended up happening eventually was she took a semester off and she went to rehab and she still suffered through much of her college experience. She still suffered from alcoholism, but now she's a a wonderful mother to children. You never know what else is going on in a personal capacity. So we can ask the question, where are her friends? But you don't know what the scenario is and what actually took place. But I appreciate all of your comments because again, I just wanted to open the conversation. It was a tough conversation to open. All right, guys, the next portion of the show is going to be available exclusively on Daily Wire Plus. I'm going to be answering your questions and reading some of my favorite Reddit threads. So if you're not a member yet, go ahead and click the link in the description and subscribe right now. When it comes to teaching kids and teens about money, practice makes perfect. That's where Greenlight comes in. With a debit card and money app of their own, Kids learn to earn, save, spend wisely, and invest. Parents send instant money transfers, create custom chores, and automate allowance, while kids track their spending, set savings goals, and practice money skills they can use today and for life. Get one month free when you sign up at greenlight.com slash podcast.